Easy now. I only do that just to wind people up. Me too. <laughs> hey guys, and welcome back to the Drive Talk podcast. We're back at Podium Place, but we're in a cool new venue for the pod. Quite literally cool because it's air conditioned, which is great because it's 28 degrees out there. <laughs> so we are actually in the roastery at Podium Place. So if you come here, the, just to the right of the cafe, this is where they grind all the coffee. Um, and we thought we'd just have a bit of a change of backdrop. It's fantastic. Yeah, the, 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 the cafe is literally through that grass behind us. Um, and it's pretty much soundproof. There's a beautiful DBS. DBS just driven fast. <laughs> drives past. We've got, we got a V12 Vantage literally there. And the car behind that, see, I had a look at that yellow um, NSX. That's yeah. quite special. There's some lovely, lovely bits of kit in the, on the turntables and on show. Talking of lovely bits of kit, well, I think we should uh, give our headline sponsor a good shout out, um, Michelin, and uh, this beautiful Porsche GT3 tire. It's... it's- so when we were chatting with Mr. we wanted to know why they didn't put these amazing sidewalls on their road tyres. And apparently the reason is the white writing over time, and if it's got sort of sun on it, turns yellow. And they've not managed to work out how to make it stay white. And that's why they don't put it on road tyres. Yeah, it's a pity, isn't it? Because I think when it's relatively new and clean, like this one is, uh, and that lives in my garage, so it doesn't get the sun on it. Um, it looks lovely, but you can imagine, yeah, six months down the line, when it's a bit grubby, it mm, it maybe wouldn't be the best looking thing. Because I guess on race cars, what that lasts, uh, uh, it's only out for a day or two, isn't it? Yeah. And then it's then it's replaced. So, um, but yeah, um, big huge thanks to, to Michelin for for everything, all the support, and. Um, yeah, keeping both of us safe on the road as well. Indeed, indeed. So, um, this episode, we've got quite a lot to catch up on. Um, we thought we'd give you a bit of a, a sort of heads up of what we've been up to recently. Although you've been tuning into our channels and tuning into the podcast, there's a few things that have been covered on there anyway. And then we do want to have a chat about the state of the car sales market here in the UK particularly, because all the examples we're going to use are in the UK. But I guess it's probably a... A, a similar picture in in lots of other countries as well the dynamics happening in the market are are dynamics that are happening everywhere i think so i think just because of what's happened in the world let's talk say 2020 2021 um the after effect of that is uh i think affected the car market pretty similar all yeah. around but um but we're interested to hear yeah once we've talked about that let us know in the comments below if you're watching on youtube um or drop our drive talk podcast uh, a dm and let us know if it is different in in your countries because i know when i talk about new car prices on my channel a lot um a lot of my irish uh viewers uh say that we can't complain about prices because ireland pay twice as much and i think turkey's horrendous uh where else uh Finland. singapore's pretty bad Singa- singapore <laughs> yeah uh, australia i know although australia's got better over the last sort of 10 15 years compared to us yeah um but yeah so let us know in the comments below uh when we give our examples a bit later on because yeah. neither of us know about our examples but anyway we'll talk about all of this very soon <laughs> but, but what have we been up to well i guess it's not that long ago since we came back from our euro road trip to the nurburgring no uh and what a trip we've actually just been talking about it obviously pat's uh as always behind the camera um and uh it was such a great trip because we i felt like we did so much in in a relatively short space of time we experienced so many things um and it was just it was just awesome and but we didn't we obviously did our podcast with misha which hopefully many of you have watched which was the second shorter podcast that we yeah. did the emergency podcast yeah. let's call it quite literally <laughs> after you had an accident <laughs> after i had an accident uh and thanks for asking ped i'm absolutely fine oh, sorry. um sorry. but no my knuckle i just yeah i am absolutely fine i was on the day so very lucky um but the main misha podcast will be coming soon but we decided to delay that a bit because what, what was your saying? You'll meshed it out? Meshed it out, maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it's a, it's a really interesting chat with him. And I mean, I, I, you know, we spent a lot of time with him over over the, the four or five days we were in Nürburgring. And you know him really well and have done for a long time. It's the first time I'd ever got to meet him. And he's such a lovely guy and enjoyed um, spending time in his company, that's for sure. But it was a really interesting trip. And I, I think one of the things that, that you might not see when you're watching us on our socials or the video content that's that's coming out is 
I'm not going to, you know, oh, woe is me. We had to work really hard over that trip. There were long days. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we both, you filmed three videos in the end, right? Or was it two? One, two, three. Yes. Yeah, three videos. Uh, I managed to film two. Uh, I say I and you, we, because obviously Pat helped us with, with, with much of that as well. And we filmed two lengthy podcasts. Yeah. Late at night. <laughs> Late at night uh, at Apex, which is a fantastic location. But the setup alone, it was like a two-hour setup each yeah. time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as we talk about a lot on our own channels, I'm sure, and socials and stuff, um, it's just nonstop. It really is. And, and I don't know about you, Ped, but I got home and I was, I think I'm still, what are we, a week and a half later, I'm still recovering from, from those, those, those five days on the road. Uh, but you know, in a good way, but it's, it is, it's a lot of work and, um, and, uh, but it's, it's, it's always, it's pleasurable work. I mean, it's a magical place though. It's only the second time I've been there and, and I can see because it started to get into me already. I can see how it gets into your into your blood and you just want to spend time there it, 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 even if you're not driving around the around the ring i didn't drive around the ring and to be quite honest i've not got a massive amount of desire to drive around the ring i was quite happy having a couple of passenger laps and hanging around and looking at the cars and and all that kind of stuff and and it, it's it's an amazing place yeah it's interesting isn't it i think the first ever lap i did around there was almost 10 years ago to the day it was 20 august 2013 in a little renault clio rental and I turned up, obviously, way before I knew Misha, turned up there and I just thought, oh, I'll hire this car. It was mm, a couple of hundred euros, I think, for two laps or three laps. Massive um, excess. I know. <laughs> Not- that's the reason I didn't hire a car, because it was like, oh, what, 400 pounds? Yeah, but that's all right. Excess, 25 grand. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you got to keep an eye out for those things. Um, and and But I went for this lap and it was, a, I think it was, a, it was an evening TF session uh, but there was no one there. And the lap I did, I think it is on the channel somewhere. Um, I did this lap and you know what? I, I'd never been around there at all before. So I was just relying on my Gran Turismo experience of <laughs> where to go left and where to go right. The undulations, everything was new. But I look back on that lap now and I'm like, you know what? I probably wouldn't go much quicker than that because I'm now aware of all the dangers and everything else. But it was a completely clear lap. I, I the only car I've met was a was an Audi S3, which I passed, which I could, can't believe again. Um, but yeah, that was probably one of the most enjoyable laps I did around there because I was very naive to everything else. Um, but every time I go back now, my, I think my older, slightly more sensible hat is like, mm, you know, I like to observe. But I think that's what's so great. You can go there like both of us, like all three of us went. None of us actually did a lap of the ring driving. But we all had so much fun just absorbing the excitement from others around us and and the food and it's just it's a great place to do whatever you do out there. Yeah. Um, I've got a mate of mine literally came back yesterday and you know I was looking at pictures of Facebook and he's he's got a little load of six C's and he's driving around there with his little lad and then he went to the piston house and and had stone steak and I'm like. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I was back. Yeah, um, but no, it was it was really cool, a really good trip, and uh, I can't wait to go back. Yeah, same. I think something we didn't talk about um, on either of our podcasts uh, when we were out there, and I know it's something that we're both going to document in videos in your vlog, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to be hopefully putting out a video soon on on it. But it's uh, we went out there in, in the one M, the mighty one M. If you haven't seen Ped's video on that, it's. Uh, Really good, um, really, really good video. I didn't pay him to say that. No, 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 no. Yeah, you said you're going to get me a coffee. I'll get you a coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, and we went out in the in the, in the G87 M2, which is my long termer. Um, but we went out there. The reason we took the one M was uh, was for this one M meet that was organised by the one uh, M register, uh, the or the one eight register. Um, I'll put a link to their Instagram below. You can give them, if you've got a 1M, make sure you, you follow them and, and, and get involved. Um, but it was such an impressive turnout, wasn't yeah. it? Um, so Oliver, who runs it, uh, is, is an old friend of mine, actually used to work for AC uh, Schnitzer in, uh, in Aachen in Germany. And, uh, but then he got himself a 1M a couple of years ago and he's really built a community. Um, and, and honestly, this meet, there was 80... 81 M's, yep. um, all various. So this, the, 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 the standard colors for the 1M are the Valencia orange, uh, Alpine white, and sapphire black. 
obviously we had the white one um but there was you can tell you're a bmw guy because i've got white black and orange well yeah i hope i've got them right though <laughs> there's always a big risk of doing those things isn't it it's like if you get it wrong um but yeah and 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 obviously there was an equal amount of each there but then there was a java green one which is the one of one that came out of the factory individual java green uh there was also a stunning one from dubai oh mate uh it was just beautiful wasn't it, it had a what sort of paint on it, it was, was that, like it a, was the, the the it wasn't a wrap it's uh removable peelable paint peelable paint that's yeah. right but it looked the color don't know how to describe it but it's just it just suited the car so it's well like sage green sage sort yeah of like a metallic sage green beautiful thing really beautiful um and it was just lovely and everyone like-minded people very like-minded people because everyone had a 1m um it was just a really impressive event so hats off to 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 oliver and and, and his team of people that were there and um yeah looking forward to the next one i think next year's one will be 160 cars plus so uh <laughs> no, it was cool and I, well, I said in my video i'd never 1m's never really kind of appeared on my on my radar at all and i spent a lot of time because i drove it there and back and what a car yeah it's mega <laughs> You forget if you go back in time, and that's one of the things we're going to talk about the second half of the podcast is you go back and look at some of the older cars, let's say 10, 15 year old cars, that there wasn't as much technology in them. They, they were a bit more sort of, you know, back to basics. Um, and they're just, they're just such amazing things to drive. And I loved that car. It was great. They really are. Yeah. I want to give it back. No. And you can see that in your video. I think that's what makes it so good is your genuine emotions of it. It's like, yeah, I can't believe how much I love this car. Yeah. You didn't it, want to get out of it, actually, because fast, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not as fast as the M2, though. But yeah, yeah. but two seventy, two seventy k's an hour on the autobahn. I'll take that. I know. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing, isn't it? It's, you got was it one nine two? Two nine two k's. Sorry, two nine two. So k's. I think that's one hundred and eighty. But yeah, we hit a limiter at that as well, which is uh, which is what the upgraded limiter. I think if you go for the world's most expensive carbon bucket seats, then you get the limiter lifted which would be useful if you are going to the autobahn. Um, but if you're not, then yeah, then don't. Then don't. Yeah. So um, what are we driving at the moment? Because we, we're, we're always jumping in and out of press cars and stuff. And you've rocked up in a car I'm quite interested in because I've actually got it in about a week's time. <laughs> yes, we do cross over a lot of cars, don't we? Um, well, I've still got the, the, the wonderful M2, which is the long term I've got, which is great. Uh, and that means my touring, good or bad, has been sitting in my storage unit where my my normal M2 would normally be sitting. But the normal M2 is at swift performance with its engine out still. So, uh, so oh, what what? The- sorry, what happened? <laughs> what happened to your M2? <laughs> Money shift. Money yeah. shift. Um, so yeah, so, the, so 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 I've got the M2, but uh, as a obviously when you've got a long term and you're like this obviously with your handy long term as a stuff mm. doesn't mean that you just stop getting other press cars because yeah. you've got to fill more content and, uh, and there's more and more cars out there so um so i booked in and it, it was random actually i went to a volkswagen id3 update launch about a month ago and i was there and this arteon r pulled in shooting brake i think they call it the, mm. the wagon and i was like obviously i've seen a few on the road and i'm like oh and I went in and, and lovely Nikki, um, who, who works at Volkswagen in the UK, I said, oh, what, you know, what's the deal with them? You got one. She said, oh, actually, that's that's coming back to us in the next couple of weeks. Um, I can book it in whatever. So I thought, oh, actually, you know what? I wouldn't normally have asked for that, but mm. why not? You know, um, and it is really, really nice. It's it's really, really expensive uh, that the one I've got and the one that you're getting uh it has a retail price with options of about £68,000. Um, so like everything on the road. But it's it's a fantastic... If if SUVs, if people weren't obsessing over SUVs as family cars, uh, I don't think family cars could get much better than that. And you will discover why. I don't want to ruin too much of it or, no. or t- taint your view on it because I know we both have our own opinions um but it's but there's no denying it's practicality it's boot space it's rear seat space it's it's just ridiculous it's on such a different level as you can probably see there it's struggling to fit in a very big long parking yeah. space well i because i again i went on a vw thing and i hadn't had a vw press car and yeah i said look i'd really like to just you know get into i, I really wanted a golf gtr or golf r because i haven't driven the latest gen of those and they didn't have one. I said, but we've got this Arteon. And I went, well, actually, 
for my lifestyle, that's probably a way better car than a Golf because I can get my bike in the back, loads of room for the dogs. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I think. Yeah. I think you enjoy it, mate. But um, yeah, it's interesting. Interesting package, and it's something that even my neighbours have come up going, "What is that?" Like, obviously they know it's a Volkswagen, but it, it is such a rare sight to see one. They're they're very low numbers um maybe partly due to the fact that people don't want to spend 60 65 17 grand on a volkswagen um but uh but it is a cool piece of kit so yeah um and uh anyways yeah so we're moving on aren't we now we're not yeah yeah no 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 sorry i've asked what you could turn up in um yes yeah oh I get press cars all the time as well i've got press cars booked out till october i've turned up in something today have you yeah oh um okay what what's what's that then? See, it's just literally just parked out oh no we're there, mate we're not we're not well look, i'm not talking about tesla on this podcast it's a tesla model y performance wicked it's just wicked wow it's amazing <laughs> i can't mate I, honestly we're not we're not talking about your no tesla. no but no i no look patrick Patrick, I can, I can, I can you know persuade what? you. You know what? I can persuade you. This it's is a great time. time for Patrick to jump on because I am not going to sit here and talk to you about Teslas, whereas Patrick needs to, everyone needs to see, I'm sure people are keen to meet Patrick. Um, and Patrick also has a soft spot for those things it's out amazing. there. amazing. No, yeah. just stop it, Patrick. I tell you, go and get Patrick, us a, go and get Patrick, us a get over here. Go and get, go. well, I've really upset him, haven't I? I can't. He's, he's, you, you really are, aren't you? I'm just, I can't. You two share. Mine was round the back of your legs. I, I, you two share a bit of Tesla love while I go and get everyone a coffee. Um, yeah. I should disclaim it quickly. I wouldn't call it love. I'd just call it an appreciation. Uh, well, so everyone, this is Patrick. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, you've got we got you on the podcast. I know. Yeah. Now the reason. So you you had a Tesla in the states as a hire car i did I, I had a spate of teslas actually i had one in the states and one then also in france in europe um but i should i should start this with i've also had bad experiences in electric cars yeah but normally nothing to do with the car so no. i did a european road trip we did 2600 miles in an ionic 5 and it was amazing the car was brilliant the charging infrastructure was terrible so yeah. I've always been apprehensive about electric because I said, look, cars are great. I've been in an iPace. I've done loads of different things. E-trons, great cars. Yeah. But the charging infrastructure in Europe and in the UK always let it down. Now, when I drove a Tesla, I mean, you can talk about driving one in the UK. Yeah. When I did it in California and in LA and then in San Francisco and down to Monterey, unbelievable. Like the e- I didn't realize how easy it would be. It was such yeah. an easy experience. It, it, it's, it's, so I'm going to do a full video on the car and, like you, I've driven lots of electric cars and I've I've had a few nightmares yeah. charging. And I'm often telling the channel, if you want to live with an electric car, buy a Tesla. Yeah. And I know there's lots of Tesla fanboys out there and I'm not kind of sucking up to them or anything. But it's it just you don't have range anxiety in a no. Tesla. I can't believe we're both sitting here advocating Teslas. Because pro, prior to driving them, I thought it would be the same experience of all other electric cars, which car is it's actually almost the inverse that that isn't the best car ever, that it's made up by the infrastructure that makes it easy to live with. And then you switch that around to like a really nice Taycan or equivalent uh, or an Ionic 5 or 6 or or the GT that you had, the the Kia thing. But the charging infrastructure is not there. It doesn't matter how nice the car is. If you have to sit at two hours at a slow charger at services to get home, it it ruins the experience. So disclaimer, it's it's quite dull. I mean, it's fast. Yeah. It's actually quite good around the corners and it's fast in a straight line, 0 to 63 and a half seconds. Yeah. Right? Well, I learned they're, they're quite good in the corners until they're not. Until they're not. And, and then, then you're in a world that hurts. Yeah. Then yeah. it's a lot of four wheel yeah. understeer. Um, so it's, it is a bit dull. Yeah. It's not a pretty car. No. And and even the most kind of fanatical Tesla owner say they're not built great. No, they're not. They're not. Um, however, put those things to one side. Yeah. To live with. So. Little things. So I picked that up from Tesla in Bournemouth. Big yeah. shout out to Hayden and the guys at Tesla Bournemouth. They reached out and said, come and have our uh, Model Y performance for a week and live with it. Picked it up from there. Drove to Caffeine and Machine for a meeting. And then from- How Caff- many miles is that? That's a long way. Uh, 120 something miles. So what are you, 50% out of the charge there? Yeah, or Pretty much got okay. there, 50%. Plugged in my home address and it said, basically, you haven't got enough charge to get home. You'll get home with minus 1%. Yeah. But stop off at the supercharger in Banbury yeah. for five minutes. And that'll get you home. Yeah, so that I'd say technology-wise, Tesla have a few things 
pretty nailed. Their their autopilot system. Not we can't get the full self driving no. in the UK, uh, and you the one I rented in America you couldn't either. Yeah. But it, it does do the steering and the pedals like a like a quite high level cruise control. Yeah, it's like autonomous. Get. It's like level two. Yeah, and then that's really but nice. It's like six or seven grand. Yeah, extra. yeah, yeah. But that was quite nice. The only yeah the other thing I really liked about it was you don't end up using Waze. Nope. You end up using their inbuilt sat now because you, there's no Apple CarPlay or can't anything. Do that, yeah. um, but what it does do is it always makes sure you get home and you can set like a yeah, a range that you want to have left. Normally, it tries to get you home with twenty percent or something, yeah. and that's really nice. And then if you have a home charger, you can kind of reset that process. And when you do a long trip, say Bournemouth up to up to Caffeine Machine, then then you have to charge on the road. But yeah. other than that, like if you charge at home, any electric car is good as a as a commuter yeah. vehicle. Um, and then if you take one of those on the road and you do a long road trip, yeah, um, if you're, you need superchargers really to make it work. If you have a charger at home and you're running an EV and you're every day doing journeys within the range limit of that car, yeah, they're super cheap to run and super, super easy. And I did that with my Mackie long-term. You go on a longer journey, the infrastructure is getting much better. Instavolt and there's lots of lots of yeah. good operators out there now. Grid server, amazing. They're electric forecourts. But it's still quite fragmented, and it's the the bit that that I still don't get is the the integration of that with the charge network. So I go to Banbury, and on the sat nav, I can click the Banbury yeah. supercharge station. I can see it's got eight bays. Six of them are empty. Yeah, only two of them are used. The car knows we're going to charge, so it starts to precondition to do the, the preconditioning. Yeah, yeah, that's really clever. Get there, plug it in. There's no card, no app. It's yeah. just recognizes that the was car. that was the so from a rental car perspective, yeah. that was by far the nicest part of the experience because I was apprehensive about okay, I've got the car, but when I go to a how do I how does it how do I get charged? Yeah. Just like and it literally just the center screen comes up with the charging system on it and it says oh this much charged and when you get back in at the end of a uh, of a charging session, it just says oh that was seventeen dollars. Yeah. It did this much kilowatts and at the end of my rental thing, they just sent me a bill for the equivalent yeah. energy usage. Yeah. And, that was and really simple. I plugged it in. It was charging at 600 miles an hour. Yeah. So another thing, I don't know what it's like in the UK. It's probably the same as America, but the American chargers are super fast. Yeah. Like I would go and get dinner at like a like a you know a, a shopping center equivalent, um, plug it in, 15 minutes later, come back, it's added 40% or something, yeah. and I'm just back on the road. I never I never thought about charging. It, because, no. And I guess maybe because I'm on a, a holiday trip, I was on a work trip with an extended holiday at the end where I rented the car. Maybe because of that, and I was eating out every day, it was more natural. Like yeah. Maybe if you're going home, you don't want to stop at a supercharger. Yeah. But if you're going home, you've got 12 hours until the next time you use the car. You charge it overnight. The charger can be slower. Yeah, I mean, I, so you can do 200 miles in 20 minutes, yeah. added range. So when I stopped at that Banbury stop, it said five minutes. It's, I thought, well, I'll, I'll just put an extra couple of minutes on. Yeah. But I, it was barely enough time for me to plug it in, yeah, come yeah, in, yeah. do a couple of bits of a couple of reels for Instagram, a couple of bits of filming, and then I thought, oh, I've done. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Go. yeah. It was amazing. It's so really nice. it is a properly brilliant car. But the final thing is, it's twenty eight degrees outside. Yeah, I brought my dogs with me today because yeah. I thought, oh, they can come on the podcast. But unfortunately, because we're in the roast room, didn't really can't bring them in here. So they are in the car on dog mode on dog mode <laughs> so i can basically go onto my app my phone uh, my app uh, so currently uh, the car inside is 19 degrees nice very nice chilly. perfect temperature. there's a lovely thing on the screen of the car that says my driver will be back soon <laughs> it's 19 degrees in here and there's a little dog logo yeah and they're in the back fast asleep and if i want to check on them i've got a live camera and i just go and look there you go there's a picture of them. there you go and it just i just saw the lights light up as well when you did that to show that it was active <laughs> Yeah, Brilliant. Anyway. The, the app system, all of that's very clever. I had a key card with my one that you just kind of touch on the on the, yeah, the B that, pillar. That is the that, that and yeah, you can use your is, phone. That is the key, which is great. So yeah, the, there's some technological advances in it that other manufacturers actually have now as well. That a little bit of a novelty, quite nice. Yeah. Build quality, not there yet. Last thing, and this will connect into what you guys continue to once Joe's back with the coffees yeah, on, is Joe. is the depreciation. So when I looked at a Model Three after driving one and I was like it had like 260 miles range probably do about that ish that's with like the realistic range mm -hmm. on it very nice quite expensive to buy up front most people lease them most people mm -hmm. buy them through their business but I looked at used one like two two and a half three years old 20,000 miles like 20,000 pound 20 to 25,000 pounds depending on spec and condition 
bargain because that's a lot of, when i saw that i was like that's a lot of car for the money and super cheap to run yes yeah yeah no no sir very rarely hardly any servicing yeah. if you've got the right tariff at home it's going to cost yeah. you nothing to run yeah and if you put good michelin tires on it like my rental cars actually had on them as well yeah. it's very nice yeah so it's, it's a great package so yeah for, for twenty thousand pound i went from like a skeptic on electric particularly mm -hmm. because of the infrastructure and charging network and then also the build quality and the things you hear about teslas to for £20,000, which is cheaper than, let's say, I don't know what a used MG electric will be, but let's, a new one is 30 maybe yeah, plus. And yeah, the, yeah. But it's I funny. think I would buy a two-year-old, a 2021 plate, Model 3, just to drive around town, to, to do trips like this, to, to podium. Yeah, yeah, we've got a charger here, should we need yeah. it? Um, that's a that's a good option for it's that money. Option. And and then the, the final, if you want to buy one new, yeah. I went onto their configure. They don't really have a configurator. It's just, you just order it on. Well, you order on it on the website, website, right? Yeah. yeah. So if you, you spec one up, that's about sixty grand because the prices have come down a lot. Yeah. If you want the autonomous driving thing, it's like an extra yeah. seven grand or something. So let's say sixty grand. It's it's in white, so you don't have to pay extra for that. Yeah. If you wanted to click buy now, you'll get the car in October, six to eight weeks delivery. That's, in today's market, that's it's pretty unbelievable. Good, right? You yeah. go to Kia or Hyundai, or you're going to be looking at eighteen months. Yeah, it's un and that's why that's the best-selling car in Europe because they get them through the car door and they get them out to customers. Back, look, it's a great car. <laughs> He's just smiling at us with coffees. <laughs> he really does not like Tesla. I know. If I promise to stop talking about Tesla, will you come back? Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to do another. Don't tell him, but we'll have to do another road trip in a Tesla. Yeah. Maybe in America, because then we'll have a good chart and it will change us because it changed yeah. my perception. Being in America, in California, yeah. in a Tesla changed my perception yeah. of why people see value in the product. Yeah. Now, I'm not an, is it an evangelist, is that the right word? I'm not like a, I'm not going to become a spokesperson, yeah. but I have just now for 10 minutes. And I, and you I have did, just literally just done that. And I remember when, when I was on that trip on WhatsApp, I was sending voice notes being like, guys, this isn't so bad. Like. This isn't as bad as you thought. I, I said, Joe, come out in it. I'll take he said, I'd I'd have to put a bag on my head. <laughs> uh, but it could be like the defender all over again. That's yeah, yeah. Enough, Is that enough? enough okay. Tesla all right. Yeah, He's no, back. He's back. I don't want to lose our audience. No. We're almost at five thousand Probably less fifty percent retention <laughs> after that. Okay, the good right. thing is at least he's bought coffee. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Patrick. By the way, for no, coming on. This pleasure. is what Patrick looks like. I know he's yeah, the scary. genius behind the editing and production <laughs> of the podcast. I'm just going to edit this bit out now, so nobody will leave you. No, you're not. Yeah. No, you're not. Right. <laughs> oh look, he's come back with coffee. Oh mate, I promise we won't talk about it. This is conditional, though, mate. You can only have this if we stop talking about Tesla. Can? Yes, that's it. You Brilliant. did. You did think dog mode was good, though. As a dog owner, and that's dog mode, by the way. I was impressed with uh, with dog mode. Yeah. Okay. Um, but oh, oh, now I'm talking about. But I. But also, it did concern me because I think you're then reliant on oh, some technology. <laughs> yeah. Just just because it's really hot out there, and I, I know you've got it. You've got it on your phone. That's all right. Um, but yeah, that's. But anyway. Moving on. Anyway, shall we move on? So, um, so by um, the way, thank you. We've talked about it before. Cheers. Yeah, cheers, mate. Um, podium coffee. Well, we're in their roastery, which is pretty apt, actually. Um, but their coffee is fantastic here. Yeah. One of the things they do do, and I've done it, is they do like a tour of the roastery, and you can come and find out how they grind the coffee, and then you do like a, you know, when you do like whiskey tasting or wine tasting, you do the same thing with coffee. Oh wow! And 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 they'll they'll look at all the different blends and help you understand the where the flavors come from and how, how, you know what happens if you know the, depending on how long you roast it for and how you grind it. It's, it. And I'm not really a big coffee drinker, but I learned so much and I now enjoy coffee a little bit more. So. Nice. I did. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So um, shall we? We just kind of segued a little bit because we, we were just talking about the um, the used um, potential bargains you can get of a used Tesla, you get like a Model 3 for 20 grand. So we thought it would be a bit of fun to chat about the used car market because for me, I can see two issues coming down the road at us at a fair rate of knots that I think are gonna have um, a real big impact on the used car market. The first one is the electric cars. I, uh, I can see an awful lot of people who have bought an electric car but not bought it, they've leased it through a, I don't know, a salary sacrifice scheme at work. They bought it through their company. I know so many company owners that have bought Taycans. 
because it doesn't cost them very much. They can write a lot of it off against tax. And, and what happens is that when those incentives start to disappear, then potentially they 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 think, well, actually, it's not nearly the financial incentive it was before. I'll get out of that and go back into a petrol car. And I can see lots of electric cars coming back onto the marketplace and that having an impact not just on electric cars and their used values, but on other cars as well. Yeah. Um, and then coupled with that is um, interest rates on car finance have changed so much. I mean, my Porsche, I've had that coming up to 18 months. I think I think the APR on my PCP is like 2.9, I think, 2.8. If I refinance, so let's say, because I got an email from Porsche last week trying to sell me the would you like a 911 Cabriolet? That were, and this is Porsche Centre Portsmouth. We got these four in stock. And I'm like, yeah, I really would. One of them was 992 GTS. My perfect car. Yes, please. It was unfortunately about 140 grand. But if I did want to trade up and refinance, a new finance agreement's going to be at like 10%. If you're lucky. 12 maybe? Yeah. So even without increasing the value of car, my monthly payments and my total cost of ownership, which is the most important thing, is going to go up a lot. And I think there's a whole bunch of people in PCP deals on lower lower finance rates that are going to come to the end of that and they're going to go to move on to their next car like they've been used to doing for the last five to ten years. And it, it's just not going to work. The numbers aren't going to work. And they're going to have to get out of the car and just give the keys back. Yeah, well, I think, as you say, there's a, there's a combination of things, isn't there? There's Let's go back three years because that's your average pcp deal right so what does that take us back to 2020 yep. so covid year uh summer of 2020 actually ironically if you could get at that point some bargains on cars like dealerships are doing the normal let's use bmw as an example and their dealer contribution aka massive discounts um <laughs> You, you could get minimum 10%, 15% in many cases, 20% in some cars, new cars I'm talking about. So like you said, that's so that's one thing that's kind of completely gone on new cars. Uh, then you factor in M cars back then, as far as I remember, most of them were on 0% APR. Um, some were on 1.9 or something, so next to nothing. Uh, so, you, so you've got those two big factors. Then when you factor in the discounts are gone retail prices have gone up substantially since Roof. then yeah 20 percent probably in the last three years um if not more and unless tesla <laughs> <laughs> so they've come down have they actually but, oh big style yeah yeah wow like, wait are we talking about tesla again sorry no no carry sorry. on carry no, they, on i'm intrigued in the in the uk they slashed the price of their new cars only got six months nine months ago and they've just done the same in the states by like 20 odd percent Wow. For S Model S and Model X, because they don't really sell that many of them, as it like makes up ten percent of their total sales, they just literally slashed the price. Wow. Um, well, I, I, I think just going back quickly to, to the, the the third variable, or I don't know, um, the third thing that's really going to affect, or that is affecting car prices and finance deals, is not only that we don't get a discount as much or anything at all. Uh, finance rates have gone through the roof. There's something else which is going to tie in nicely with what we're about to talk about, things that have depreciated really badly, um, is is the residual value of the car, the final amount that the finance company, whether it's an in-house finance company or an external one, that, that it gives you guaranteed value for your car. Now, that value is, I can imagine, has really like collapsed uh i.e you're now paying off a much bigger amount of the car than you would have been three or four years ago because finance companies understandably have gone oh wait a second we can't guarantee that amount anymore because we don't really know especially in a lot of ev cases so so yes yeah, so you're not so you're paying off a bigger payment to start with uh you're paying off more of it over that period of time than you would have before you're not getting a discount i mean it's just there's so many things that have suddenly meant that your typical uh, monthly finance PCP uh, rate is probably, on average, close to double, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're having to downsize, you're having to do whatever you can. Um, but I guess, I mean, it's a bit like mortgages, right? I mean, I'm, I'm old enough to remember my first house 
when I bought my first house, I think the mortgage rate I signed up to was was about seven and a half to eight percent. And I remember the mortgage advisor at the bank saying, "Now, um, before you sign, we just need to check if it went up to fourteen percent, can you still make the payments?" Right? Wow. Now, there's a whole generation almost of people who expect mortgage rates to be like two, three, four percent, and they're getting bitten now because they're going up. Car finance is the same thing. I've had such low rates for such a long time. And I think that there's a culture of buying stuff on PCP and you'll see it in your comments when I say how much a car is and you'll see people say, oh yeah, but it's only 500 pounds a month. Well, yeah, that's the 500 pounds a month, but there's there's two other elements to the amount you pay. There's what you pay up front and what you have to pay at the end. Yep. And, and you add all of that together, then you see what the number is. Um, but shall we have a, so we challenged each other to, to have a scan through, now we're not sponsored by Autotrader, but you know there are other sites. I, I happen to use Autotrader, but I did have a look on Cinch and a couple of other, other ones um, to try and find some interesting used cars that might you know either be mega bargains or cars that we lust after and we think, Whoa. yep, who's going first? I've, I've got one based on what we were driving in Germany. Oh, okay. Well, then I think... It's got to be you that starts. Got oh, he's lap- got, oh, he's got the laptop. Oh, no, he's and getting serious. My laptop uh, and me and my glasses. Yeah. Is it is it real? Or is that just a prop? Is that just to make you look what? My, my laptop. Oh, yeah. I'll put my glasses on probably. Like, then we go. Yeah. Right. So I've gone BMW One N. Oh, okay. Okay. So so what are we talking? Because I think the way we should do this is we should kind of ask each other what you know. So, so you can ask me some questions. To- yeah, so I the reason I did it was because I drove that car um, and I fell in love with it and thought, how much is one of these to get into? Because they're, they're, what I liked about it as a car was, firstly, I think styling-wise, they've not aged at all. In fact, if anything, they've got better looking. Some, yep. some cars, they age after two or three years, they look awful and you don't. But 1M, it's just a beautiful thing. Yeah. Performance is amazing. Yes, the in-car tech's not great. And I thought, I wonder, you know, how much it would cost me to get into a BMW 1M. So how much were they new? Can you remember? Uh, so new, they were just under 40 grand. I don't, there was very few options off memory. Uh, I think they were about 39 and a half um, back in 2011. Right, okay. So um, on my auto trader search, um, the cheapest one I could find... With how many miles in it? So it's got 28,900 miles. So, so that's... 2011. Probably, that's probably about 40 grand, I reckon. 48. 48? <laughs> 47,999 or 990. They've, they've, uh, five owners, um, and that's not from a BMW okay. dealership either. And it's it's white. Now, on my video, someone called white poverty spec. Like, no, it's just the white one. Um Oh, hold on. There's one. No, no. Actually, no. There's one here with eighty-six thousand miles oh, on wow. it. Wow. Okay, that's got to be forty odd grand. Uh, Thirty-five or thirty-six grand. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's, okay. Um, but the one that made me go. Um, there's one here. <laughs> it's it's titled lowest mileage in the UK. Okay. Oh, as, as the DBS fires up. Um, it's got four hundred and twenty-nine miles on the clock. Why? What a waste! I know, uh, and it's in it's the orange one. Okay, Valencia orange. Yeah, um, and it's at a BMW BMW Farnborough. Oh wow! So it's got it's uh, it's approved, that, used. Just just <laughs> random B- DBS go past. Um, I I'm going to hazard a guess. I mean, it's going to with those few miles. I mean, that's not even. I don't know if it's had the running service. I mean, no. that's just. I would say that's got to be eighty five grand plus. A hundred grand. Wow. 99,995 quid. I mean, it's difficult, isn't it, with cars like that? Because it's like, great. But then if you bought that, the only thing you, the only thing you could do with that car... Is keep oh, it. Keep it's it just in keep it. storage. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you can't... I mean, I, I personally, the whole point for me buying a car like that is you want to drive the nuts off it. So you, I'd drive... I'd buy a, you know... 20 well there's one sort of thirty thousand miles 48 grand yeah yeah that kind of number half the yeah half the money and then don't stress about it mm. and it's probably gonna probably gonna because the thing is they were 40 grand for for years and years and years in fact they were 40 grand to, until about 2020 yeah uh for decent ones and they've obviously just started to creep up which they should do because they are 
you know, like so many great BMWs, the CSL, I remember when that started creeping up years ago, it was like 65, 70 grand. People were like, what? Why would you pay that? It's like, yeah, and now good CSLs, well over 100 grand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. I mean, there's a, there's an 11 or just under 12,000 mile of on here for, for 58. Wow. Okay. So I, I just, yeah. So <laughs> the result of that search is, now the, the really interesting thing for me actually is that's now similar money to what I paid for my Boxster. And now you're thinking, okay, which one would I have? Would I have that on my Boxster? Yeah. And I love the 1M to bits, but I'd have a Boxster every day. Yeah. I'd have my Boxster every day. Yeah. Um, residual wise although I don't think interestingly the chances of my bo of a 1M going up and becoming an appreciating modern day classic are higher than a 718 Boxster GTS no I think they'll just hold their money I think a 1M's potentially got the got the ability to go up yep so there you go so that was my first one okay well that's that's in, that's that's really interesting um, and I think I am also going to start with a BMW M car and I promise that there are no more BMW M cars in my in my five. Well, I thought I'd have to start with a BMW because I knew you'd bound to pick one. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, I kind of I think it's a it's a it's a car. Well, it's a car that a lot of people can probably relate to and and hopefully know about. Um, so it's the M5 CS. Ooh, and, and oh. yeah, so yeah. it's it's a topic that we've discussed off camera, and it's a topic I think is definitely worth talking about on the podcast um, because. It's a car and a topic and something that's happened that has made me readjust my brain and also has made me realize that because you've got to remember everything we see on Auto Trader on wherever it, a lot of um, a lot of the prices that what do you call it speculate there's yeah. a lot of speculators out there um, and it's not until you know of cars that have sold that you can really then put that car in the category. For instance, the GT3 902 at the moment's really started to drop online because there's so many on there. They were well over 200 grand not so long ago. Now they're starting to creep below it because there was a lot of speculators out there. Now the M5 CS, as far as I'm concerned, is one of the best cars, if not the best car ever driven. I'm um, so annoyed I never got that from BMW. They possibly. must still have one. Direct, I think they've right. still got one on fleet. Yeah. Honestly, you've got to try it. Right, it's, okay, I need to. It, I it's need not to just one of the best cars I've driven. It's one of the best. Pa it's undoubtedly probably the best package ever produced by anyone. Um, and I'm not exaggerating now. And I know like Evo gave it car of the year, understandably. Everyone raves about it, understandably. So it's a brilliant, brilliant car. When they came out, they were 141 grand. I can't remember how many they, they built or brought into the UK, but they were all sold few people pulled out of the early deals like the, or the early um their slots they got cars and then at the last moment oh, i don't want it and I, I remember a few dealers messaging me saying do you know anyone that wants one they're going for overs 150 160 i've seen them go for and so i thought okay limited numbers gone down in history is one of the best cars in the world not just best m cars they're going to hold value really well certain chris harris sure most people know who he is um, he also thought it was the best car in the world or one of the best. And he owned one, bought it brand new, and he owned one for a couple of years. And recently it went on to collecting cars, um, uh, which is a, an auction website if you're not familiar with it. And uh, you can openly see what these cars go for. So, uh, and obviously that's one of Chris's, uh, I think Chris co-owns or is yeah. part, part owner of collecting cars. So it was a very public auction. Chris's car is going on to that. I think it had 9,000 miles when it went on there. In my head, I, I, I hadn't followed the auction, but in my head, I thought to myself, that's going to go for 165, maybe 170, because it's such a sought after car. It's it's also Chris's. It hasn't done crazy miles. It's not, you know, of course it's going to be skidded a little bit. <laughs> it would have done a few skids. On <laughs> a few skids, but you'd hope it's, you know, you know, you'd hope it was strong enough to do a few skids as a modern car. Anyway, it went for £110,000 plus, Mate. I know they have fees. I think it was like 116 ish 117 if you added up everything. But that was a real shock to me because there's two others on Auto Trader, or there was at the time. One was 165, 170 with very low miles, and one was 145, I think, with twice the miles that Chris has had on it. And it's just those two owners alike. Can you imagine? Yeah, if you'd brought one as an investment, you would be like, ah, 
Mm, okay. And, and that really opened my eyes because I thought, okay, that is a very sought after car that's owned by a sought after person um, in, a, in the best spec possible. The, that lovely green. See, I don't know all my BMW colors. Green. It's actually a bit like my shorts, yeah. that green. Um, as long as it's not like green. a t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Barbie car. Uh, <laughs> I um, have to get that in. Sorry. That's all right. Yeah. So I, anyway, but yeah, I. I I, I, that that was something that really reset my mind because I thought that's a low number sought after car and it went way below what I thought and I'm sure Chris I, I can imagine even he's gutted because um, I bet you they all assumed that that was going to go for at least what he paid for it which would have been around 140 um, so that's my first that's my first uh, my first car which is a bit outrageously priced but um, yeah anyway over to you um I'm going to go electric. Yep. Of course you are. Not Tesla, yes. obviously. Okay, I'm listening. Um, I'm Patrick, sit back down. You don't need to come over. Um, I'm listening. I'm going Audi. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know where this is going. No, no. Oh. So, no, it's, I don't know whether it is. So I think this is one of the best-looking cars Audi make. Oh, e-tron GT. Yes. Yeah, one of the best-looking cars out there, I think. Yeah, yeah. e-tron GT basic underpinnings the same as a Taycan, right? So they're, you know, very similar underneath. Amazing yep. car to drive. We've both driven one. Yep. <laughs> both drove one in in the north of Scotland on a trip where we didn't have enough range to do the press route. Never mind. Um, <laughs> um, so this particular car is a 2021 car, so 71 reg, and it's got 3,700 miles on the clock. So it's a pretty much, it's two years or less. Yeah. So it's still got uh, it's still 3,000 miles, so it's, it's been yeah. run in. It's just a Neutron GT. It's not the RS. Yep. I, I, I'm trying to think how much have those been new. Um, I think the basic Etron GT starts at about 80, 85 grand now. Okay. What color? Uh, it's it's like a gunmetal gray. And okay. I'll get the proper color. It's bound to be on the on the description somewhere. That's all right. No, yeah. gunmetal grey with what black leather. Yeah. So it's quite a desirable spec then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A uh, Daytona grey. Daytona grey. Yeah. Lesson Daytona grey, black trim, pan roof, twenty inch alloys. It's, it's hardly been used. Yeah. Uh, I I would hope that it would be at least sixty five grand. Sixty three. Okay. Sixty two nine fifty. Wow. So it's lost twenty grand in two years, but hardly been used. Yeah. Okay. I mean. It's not horrific. Not horrific, but... But it's it's the kind of, you know, that's why I buy used cars, because I'd buy that and go, someone else has, has taken the hit. Taken 20 grand of hit on that. Because if we went back 12 months where that car was a year old, mm. I bet you it would have been very close to its retail price because there would have been 12 months ago, there would have been a horrendous wait. Yeah. Uh, everyone wanted them. Um, wow. Okay. But that's uh, an interesting you know, If you want to get into a... a Beautiful looking performance EV. Yep. It's not a Tesla. And I thought I thought that was quite I mean, don't get me wrong, it's still sixty three grand. You That's said a lot of money. You said beautiful looking. You didn't then have to caveat that with it's not a Tesla. I oh. said <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. You're gonna be getting some direct DMs on X from Elon. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, Tesla. Yeah. Anyway, test drive vehicle. Yes. Yeah. Um so there you go. I thought I was quite, you know. Do you know what I was about to say? Because I'm looking straight at the Tesla. Unfortunately, that's probably why I'm looking more at the camera in this episode, not towards Pete, because I have to look at that Tesla. I was going to say one great thing about Teslas is they tend to come, majority of them come on Michelin tires, but that one's on Pirelli's. That one's on Pirelli's. So <laughs> I not, can't okay. even. <laughs> I was going to say that I'm just checking. Dog mode's still active. Good. Yeah. And it's only used. Uh, three percent of battery while it's been sat there on dog mode for a couple of hours now yeah. okay impressive okay oh well that's that's an interesting one i mean yeah that's obviously again it's showing and once again what was it 63 at dealer yeah yeah i, I bet you if you walked in there I, in fact i guarantee if you walked in there and offered them 60 grand they would take it um because that's something else that um that i know from talking to a lot of dealerships uh bmw and audi that they the one issue they have at the moment is the significant amount of EVs that are coming back in because they're they're at the end of their PCPs yeah and they've got this flooded EV market of cars so 
I think if you are looking at buying an EV used, um, I think there's definitely some haggle room in there. Yeah. Uh, even if you think already, wow, I'm saving myself 20 grand. Well, try and save yourself 25 grand. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, on, my next one. Hit me with it. I'm going to have to uh, get my... Um, apologies. Get my uh, phone out here. Uh, let's have a look. So my examples. Where should we go? Um, let's start with... Um, let's start with this one. It's another Audi. I'm sorry, Audi. Oh, okay. Um, but it's not an electric Audi. Okay. It's uh, it's a it's a lovely, lovely car. And and in fact, I know you just said that 64 grand or whatever, and that's you know in today's world great value, which it is comparing to a new one. This is just on another planet in my head. Um, so it's a 22 plate. So Barely just over a year old. Uh, Audi A8. Ooh. Uh, three litre TDI, 50, black edition. Uh, Daytona grey, black leather, so Ooh. similar spec. And A8s are lovely. So this car, I should have looked it up, but off the top of my head, as this is spec, because it has pan, it has everything, and it's the black edition. Yeah. Uh, sorry, it's done 11,000 miles. So again, so it's barely running. Barely yeah. running. Uh, at a main dealer. Oh, no. I'm going to... Right, go on then. Uh, new, I think, as spec, this would have been about 100, 110 grand. Right. One year ago. Oh, no. You, you, you just... Come on, just... Give me a number. I, I'm going to say... Uh, Massage seats as well, option. I'm going to say 65 grand. 52,194. <laughs> Oh and look God. at that. Look what a beautiful, beautiful That's car. halved in value. Halved in value in one year and just over 10,000 miles. Oh, you're better at this game than me. Well, I, <laughs> but I wasn't looking at that initially. Oh, I was actually looking at 7 such, Series. It's such a chauffeur car, though, isn't it? it? Well, no, because it's not even a long wheelbase, though. I mean, it is, but it's not because it's not a long wheelbase. So this is actually, you know, a regular A8. Wow. I mean, what? You know, when you can pay nearly oh, 50 grand for a Golf R or... Because I, 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 the S8, yeah, that still that blew me away. That car, yep. Because I remember talking to Lou actually. I, I wanted a press car. She went, "Why don't you try an S8?" I was like, "Really? Wow!" I think that's still one of the best cars Audi's made in the last ten it's years. Yes, eh? Um And that's it, a diesel as well, so that's going to like do about a million miles to the gallon. Exactly, a million miles to the gallon, a million newt meters of torque. Um, I mean, it's just they're approximate figures, by the way. Yes. A million new, new Yeah, change. maybe not quite a million. Yeah. Probably just a little bit less. Yeah. Um, but what a car. What a spec. I mean, it's just crazy uh, for 50 grand. And again, it's 52,194. I bet you if you walked in there today, you could get it 50 grand. 50,000 pounds. I know I sound like a car salesman, but in today's market where you can't get an M2 for less than 65 grand. Yeah. Um, it's it's a lot of car for fifty grand. Oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, so yeah. There's uh, there's my uh, there's my next example. Wow. Now I'm I'm going a bit left field here. <laughs> All right. Um. A Ferrari. And the reason I've done this is because there's a whole kind of subject that sits behind this is that. The, the whole jump into supercar ownership, whether it's a Ferrari or a McLaren or a Lamborghini or whatever, um, when you go back and look at an older car, they start to become, an, if you like, a, 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 a an acceptable, doable amount of money to buy. Yep. So I'm going, um, it's a 2012 car with 20,000 miles on the clock. To California or something, isn't it? It is. Okay. And the reason I've gone California because it's it's what 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 what's, what what was that? Sorry, I just whenever I see a California, I just yeah, I know. But the reason I picked it is because a lot of people go mm. yeah. When you drive one, that's not that bad. And and I've got <laughs> I've got seats in the back for the dog. Okay. Oh yeah, you do have seats in the back, for and the it's dog. a soft top. Yes. Right. So it's right up your street. Yeah. 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 So all the things you hate about cars. I can see you five years from now. You're going to have your Tesla model, what, ugly. What's it called? Y. Y. Yeah. And, or and te your, Tesla Y. Tesla Y. And and your California. 
Yeah. I can just No, see. but I'd have a Portofino M, but I can't afford okay. one of them. Okay. Um, oh, but, sorry, anyway, I'm ruining Right, so, so how much then for, uh, it's like 11 years old. Yep. It's it's, it's the, you know, uh, Rosso Crema, so it's red with cream interior. What do you reckon? What were I mean, they new? Can they, you remember what they were new? About 120, 130. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so 2011. So it's 11 year old, 11 year old Fiat. Um, <laughs> sorry, Ferrari. Um, <laughs> sorry about that, Ferrari, if you're watching. Oh, no, they don't give me cars anyway. Um, I oh, I don't. How many miles? Uh, 20,000. 20,000. Okay. So not really, I hardly barely any. For, exactly. Um, oh, I actually have absolutely no idea. So I'm going to say sixty thousand pounds. Oh, it's a sixty-eight. Oh, okay. All oh, right. Right. Yep. So, I mean, the reason I so so there's that the other one I'll kind of combine these two together. The other one I pulled out, which is a similar thing, is a McLaren 12C. Right. Now you'd have to be quite brave to buy a McLaren 12C. Yep. I think. Um, but oh, it's not come up. It's not come up as 12. Why did Mc, McLarens go wrong? Do they ever? Well, you should say that, but I know people who've got them and they don't, I don't think actually they're that as nearly as bad as people, everybody, so every, do you not, every Everyone's car you get, you know, yeah. whenever I do a Land Rover, oh, they're terrible, they break down. I've yeah. had four and I've never had a problem with them. Yeah. You do, you, you get the same with BMWs and, and so on. So never, I've never been, no. it's just don't break down. No, but you can pick up a, a used 12C for like, whoa, you know, there's one here for 68. Okay, so with thirty-five thousand miles on the clock, about the same sort of same sort of age. I mean, that's a serious car for that kind of money, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's a serious. That is a genuine supercar. Yeah, and the reason I uh, the reason I, I thought I'd have a look at it because I I was at Goodwood Hotel this week doing some filming with another car, and there was a black one parked outside a black twelve C, and I thought that's a nice car, and they're about sort of sixty seventy thousand quid. My problem with it is, or my issue with it is, and that's why I thought I'd bring them up is, how brave do you have to be? to buy an 11-year-old McLaren or an 11-year-old Ferrari. I mean, interestingly, this one here has still got full McLaren warranty on it. Well, I think um, you and, and jokes aside, but I think by that stage, you would have thought that most of the issues that it had, or maybe didn't, um, have been ironed out by then, by, yeah. by that point. You know, they've all been fixed. Um, but yeah, you would have to be brave. But that's a lot of car for the money. And I think going back to the Ferrari as well, okay, so I maybe under, undervalued it a bit. But I, I guess I see what your point is in the sense that if you were to go out and buy a new Ferrari today, what's the cheapest Ferrari you can buy? You can't use the word cheap, could you? A Ferrari, 120 grand probably. It must be more than that. I don't know. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Roma or something with no specs going to be close to 200 I've grand. Got, I've got one of them in a couple of weeks' time. Oh, well, you buy, you're buying one? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you got a Roma. They are beautiful. Yeah. They're very um, Aston Martin looking, which is a good um, thing. Yeah, so you know, but you, how do you how how cheaply can you get into a supercar? My next neighbour's just picked up an R8 manual V8. Oh, nice, stunning car. Thirty, just low thirty thousand miles. Yeah, forty grand. Wow. See, that's that to me is a good buy. Yeah, because it's and a, it's a limited limited run spec one. It's beautiful. Yeah. So the the re, I just thought it'd be interesting. You know, how cheaply can you get into a supercar? Yeah. But what are the risks? And you know, if it goes wrong, and you're not warranted, you could be in for a lot of money. Horrendous. <laughs> and I think that's something. Well, it's a good. That's actually a really good thing to talk about. It's something I've always talked about with people that ask me about buying used cars. You know, whether it's a oh, you know, we want a family car. Is it a good idea to buy a ten-year-old Range Rover or Audi Q7 or something? They're only this much money. What you've got to remember is. When you're buying something like that, even if it's got a year warranty or whatever, tires, consumables, it, at one point in time, that was a £100,000 premium SUV. Yep. So the customer that would have owned that once upon a time would have had no issues paying two grand for a new set of tires or whatever the running costs. And, and so if you're buying one now for 30 grand or 25 grand, whatever it is, that's great. But you still, it doesn't mean that the repair costs or the consumable costs are going to suddenly be 30% of the cost because they're still going to be, if anything, more than they were when the car was new yeah, because yeah. of inflation. So always bear that in mind with, with stuff. Um, it's all very well buying a 70 grand McLaren, but when and when something goes wrong with it, you've got to really be ready to, to pay for yeah. it. Um, otherwise, you're left with a car that's, that's worthless. 
Um, but yeah, oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I mean, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be going out and buying a used supercar. And I think I don't know what you're like. The more when I started YouTube, I thought oh, one day I want a supercar. Yes. And then the more supercars that you or high-end sports cars and performance cars that you have and drive and experience, yep. it's normally the less inclined you are to want to own one. <laughs> yes. Because they're, you know, do you know what I mean? They're, they're kind of, you park them up and you're worried about them. You're worried about them, the cost of mileage. If it's a press car, you don't worry about putting miles on a car. But when it's your own, then, you know, then you do. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I think we're very privileged in that sense that we get to dip in and try these things but actually give them back at the end of the day and go right you know the running costs are yours mate yeah, exactly. they're not ours um i reckon this could be our last one okay well is your go again no no it's your go oh right okay. you gotta come up with one. Oh yeah because we're, yeah. we're, oh, yeah, we're basically <laughs> on the hour aren't we well you did a you did the runner and went and got the yeah, when we yeah, were talking about yeah. the model why yeah no it's great it's lovely to escape for that um okay so this one <laughs> No, I know it's. I did have a few more, but I'm going to have to tell. I'm going to have to talk about this one because I think it is um, quite ridiculous. Uh, so it's a BMW again, right? Uh, it's an M8. Um, now there, I think the M8s came out in 2020. I remember going to um, uh, Finca. Do you remember that? Because yeah. I, I remember you going there, but I remember you being extremely hungover. So I thought you might have forgot <laughs> most of that trip. It's very rude. Not <laughs> as bad as the one series, one series launch in Brighton. Oh, yeah. That's bad. <laughs> that, that's a podcast. That's that a is. podcast in its own right, yeah. Who um, does cocktail making at the beginning of... <laughs> oh, that was savage, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I can't taste the alcohol. Yeah, just pour a bit more in. We weren't driving, by the way. This, no, was, no. this was an yeah. evening thing, yeah. but... Uh, that was dangerous. Yeah, good yeah. times. That was just before COVID. Yeah, it was literally yeah. one of the last events, wasn't it? Um, so, okay, so M8 Coupe, right? So the two-door version. Yeah. Um, it's a 2022 model. Wow. So I could have gone older. Obviously, there's there is much cheaper ones on the internet, but I wanted. So this is a year old. It has wow. done again eleven thousand miles. I've obviously got something about eleven thousand miles. So that's your average mileage over a year. Yep. So average mileage, one owner. Um, it's pretty much fully loaded, and not only that, it has full black merino and Alcantara leather, but it's an individual Rosso Corsa paint. Oh. I mean, it, I think it looks absolutely. Yeah, God, show me the picture once you've. Um... Oh yeah, I can't show you the price, can yeah. I? Yeah, I'll show. Well, that, that, oh, hello. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Rosso Corsa looks great with all the black and carbon. Yeah. Really nice carbon roof, obviously, Sam. Uh, retail, so the retail of this, um, so 140 base with the options in the Rosso Corsa, probably 155, maybe 160. Wow. Um, oh. and, and, and this was a year ago, so would that customer have got any discount? Probably not much. Um, so, oh, no. so what's it? One's... Let's call it a one sixty thousand pound car. Twelve months ago, how much is it today? Uh, it's got to be six figures. I, I'm going to say a hundred grand. I can't. Uh, don't tell me it's less than a hundred grand. And oh, this is a main dealer car as well. I mean, you know, one owner car, like I said. Corn. No. <laughs> oh my god. Seventy six thousand pounds 76 for for what? an individual rosso corsa m8 coupe <laughs> whoever has this car in stock you can thank me later if it's sold off this podcast um that's hot more than half in a year it's crazy isn't it basically 75 again you could walk in i bet you could knock 75 grand for that much car in an individual it's just it's crazy. Oh, you're way better at this game than me. <laughs> <laughs> I had an iPace on my list. Oh yeah, <laughs> they just turned up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I actually had I had, I had an e-tron as well, which yeah, is because yeah, uh, the, yeah I, I, there are. It's funny. <laughs> I, I started looking at EVs, everything, and they are cars in general that have gone like that. But then I started going, no, no, what about this and what about that? And um, and I'm glad that I kind wow. of did. So uh, can you imagine if you're that guy? Oh, I mean. That, that was a pain because that's definitely not a dealer that's not like a demo or something because they're not going to someone's ordered that in there's an individual oh oh eight that's more so it's that's worth well going off my calculations at 160 that's 
it's lost more than 50% of its value, right? 160, yeah, 80, yeah. 70. It's it's lost a Ferrari California in it's value. Let's <laughs> <laughs> wow. go in some. That's crazy. <gasps> um, so, yeah, well, I hope you've enjoyed that. This, I've, this I've is, actually really enjoyed it. It's a fun game, but a really depressing one. I just feel sorry for the guy who spec that. Well, yeah, you can't feel too sorry for him or her, I guess, because... Uh, you know, they had 150, 60 grand to start with. So they, hopefully they've got enough cash to literally burn it. It'd be hard to burn 80, physically burn 80,000 pounds, wouldn't it? Like, that's a the, lot of cash. The other question you've got to ask is how did they finance that car? Because, oh, oh it just doesn't, this doesn't bear thinking about. It doesn't, no. Um, <laughs> but yeah, hopefully you've enjoyed that. Yeah, uh, now head over to Auto Trader or Cinch or whoever. Yeah, see if you can find a better. That is, that's what a great place to finish the podcast. Yeah, in fact, yeah, do that and and send us some examples via Instagram, um, and we'll cover those on another episode. We'll cover them, and the best ones, uh, we'll cover them on an episode because I think this is something that's very interesting, <laughs> and I think it's going to be such a. I reckon, like you said earlier on, I think it's something that's doing this at the moment. So. I think it's going to be sub. It's going to be a subject that's going to get more and more relevant. Um, and we're going to find more and more eighty grand bargains. <laughs> oh dear! Should we want to get some lunch? Absolutely. Maybe another coffee as well. Yeah, and I'll, I'll get I'll get the pups out of the Tesla, and we can you know. Yeah, poor things. Oh, no, no, this dog mode, must mate. be. No, but they, no, I don't mean in that sense. They just must be sitting there going, "Oh, it left us in public display in the Tesla." Right. Anyway, take it easy. See you on the next one, guys. Easy now. Easy now.